God, dude, we're, I feel like we're like uh, we're old ass people now. We are old. <laughs> I just turned thirty. Oh my god, dude! I'm it's like fifty. Month, the two new months away. Two months away. <laughs> it's not, dude. It's fifty is the new thirty now. So. <laughs> and you're as old as you feel, right? Like if you tell your body, "Oh my god, I'm old," then your body's like, "Oh, that's what we're doing." Women set the standard. I'm, come on, let's be honest now, guys. For the most part, are pigs. If you offer a guy sex, they're gonna take it most of the time. That's up to the woman now to have her standards for who she's willing to sleep with. If I can't, if I can't make a person laugh like I have my entire life, then I think I would die inside anyway. So I wouldn't have no purpose here anymore because that's the only thing I ever really sought out for is to to see somebody smile and and, and laugh. What is up, beautiful loves? Welcome back to another episode of Just Press Foreplay. I am your host, Susie, and this week I'm really excited to bring to you a high school friend of mine who probably remembers more stories that we shared together than I remember because high school was a blur to me. But we wanted to get together and do a collaboration episode for you guys, introduce you to his new podcast that will be coming out very soon called Icarus, I-C-A-R-U-S. I will put the link below in the episode notes. Before we get into this week's show, it is a little bit long, but it's a lot of fun and it goes a lot of places. We are both ADHD kids, so have fun, bounce with us. Don't forget to like and subscribe. You can find us on all of our platforms at justpress4play.com. We are on Instagram. I deleted Facebook because fuck that shit. But we are also on YouTube. And please go look at our store, justpress4play.com, J-U-S-T-P-R-E-S-S-F-O-R-E-P-L-A-Y. You will find a tab that says hoodies, sweats, and things. I just put in two, three new designs that are really fucking awesome. I ordered my first order, so those will be coming in the mail soon. I'll take some photos, show them off to you guys. Let me know what you think of the show. Write us a review. Um, give us some stars. Tell your friends. We're on Anchor now, so you can hop on there and give us some listens on that platform as well. All right, let's get into it, and I will introduce you to my friend Alex. Yeah, if you're trying to have a good day, like, go get her some coffee beforehand. Yeah, for real, though. Especially. Full awareness. On, <laughs> <laughs> I learned that from being, you know, pretty much raised by women. So it's like, Right? Like, guys want to say we're complicated? We're not complicated. It's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> awareness and side. small treats. Yeah. <laughs> we're like puppies. <laughs> Oh God, my dog's in heat right now, so I know what that's all about. <laughs> Wait, so your dog's not fixed? No, dude. Uh, that's the thing. Okay, so like, uh, I heard to let her have her first one and then get her fixed. Okay. And right when I was about to get her fixed, she freaking started bleeding again. So now, like, I have to wait for like. Oh, two now weeks. you have to wait. Oh no. I think I'm gonna get her fixed though. I don't know. I, everybody wants to breed with her because she's such a unique dog. Because she's like a half dachshund, half pit, and oh, she looks. Wow. She looks like exactly what you would think. Like she's like a long pit bull with like a pit bull head. That's adorable. But it looks so weird. She can jump six feet high, dude. Holy like shit. Like a fucking kangaroo. It's crazy. I mean, if you're willing to put the time in for like all the puppy stuff, like that's not. I don't have the time for it though right now. Right? Especially, especially it's moving. A, it's a huge commitment. Well, I'm starting two businesses in Vegas too. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not having the time. I'm home. She, she'll be fine for like four hours, but she's one of those dogs that if you leave her alone for too long, she'll like look for things dude i'll come home like yeah. one time i found her in the she was okay she pushed the chair across the kitchen 
got into the sink and was like pushing the plates of food out for the other dogs that were that I had at my old house, Ooh. like my roommate's dogs. And I was like, what are you doing? And she looked oh at me like, oh shit. <laughs> came, down, came back down the countertop, jumped on the chair to jump off. So I'm like, how'd the chair get over there? She pushed it over there. Oh no, I have a Husky. So I know what that's all about. Oh yeah. My like he'll go find, too. he'll go find my purses. Cause like girls keep tampons in their purses, right? Like they're not used or anything, but he thinks it's fun to peel the wrapper open and like, Pull it all apart. Pull it apart. Oh yeah, yeah. and then make a mess probably. Yeah. So he's like, "Where's your purses at? I know where they are." <laughs> My brother has one too, so and he's into everything, man. Mm-hmm. Dude, but he's such they're a, malicious. A, they are, dude. But they're majestic ass dogs. Those beautiful dogs. Dude. Yeah, he's definitely can, beautiful, I mean, but he yeah. is malicious. Tip. But with, is with dogs, I yeah, think he's he's three. Oh, so yeah, he's, he's still on his little like uh, <laughs> his devious stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my dog's only barely just turned one like two weeks ago. Like, okay, so I got her. She was dying. Like, I had to give her an enema. Yeah, dude, to a dog. That's the only way to, to save her. And That's like, a she moment. in like seven days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> she didn't come out of the room for like three days. She's like, you violated me. <laughs> no, she's no, like, but, you saved my yeah. life. <laughs> but I went back to go get two more of them because I felt so bad because they were, they're actually homeless people that had them. Oh. And uh, I went back and they were all dead. They all died from Parvo. So I saved her and like now she's like, at my ass i'm surprised she's not barking like looking for me right now oh, <laughs> I'm, in a hiding spot. I'm in the hiding spot right now <laughs> she's probably just walking around like wait a second yep. did i miss you yep. leaving <laughs> <laughs> well she's right now she's obsessed now because i came back to to my parents house for like three weeks before i left before i leave mm-hmm. and uh she's obsessed with my dad right now dude she's obsessed with him like and he's like, he loved, he did not want to ever have another dog around after our dogs died last year. Yeah. And he let her, he's like so obsessed with her now too. Like he gets her little treats. I'll be seeing him sneak through the treats. I'm like, stop giving her damn treats, dude. She's getting fat. He's they like, have such sweet little any. personalities though. Like how can oh, you, yeah. how can you They're like a person? Yeah. Mine's obsessed like with noodles. Yes. Dogs <laughs> noodles? are way better. Yeah. She's obsessed with them. Like she knows when you're cooking noodles and normally she's not aggressive for food, but she'll be aggressive. Then she doesn't care. She like pushes the big 80 pound dogs out of the way. Like <laughs> this mess. Mine's is apples. Slices oh, of God. apples. They have to be un- no skin on them. They have to be just regular apples. Oh my goodness. The things we do for our dogs. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, dude, if I didn't have my dog, I'd probably be dead. <laughs> we go to work and they're like, man, it's stupid humans. I know, dude. That's why I'm like, I'm wondering, I think I'm going to put security cams up just to, to see what she does when I'm gone. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is today your, um, is this the, the one that you do for that's the news? No, we usually do those ones on Mondays. Those ones okay. on Monday mornings. Yeah. Just so like this- casual catch up. The Thursday ones are always different. I just kind of see what topic comes to me. Honestly, they're all over the board. Like some of them are, we did like BDSM months. So that one was really like deep and heavy. <laughs> You yeah. know, like it's all over the place. Energy, frequency, metaphysical. See, dude, I love like because I, I used to read tarot and I'm I'm big into like spirituality. So it's like yeah, that that's something that I've I can always uh, if you ever No, I mean we can get into all of it now because like there's so much going on in the world that there's so many different aspects of like how people are dealing with it, how people are and healing, you know. That's gotta be a and that's gotta be a big thing, I think, right now is people with faith, man. Because look at the world if you're not a person that has your own type of faith. I'm not talking religious. I'm just talking a certain, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever just it is. A belief, a belief system. Yeah, because I mean, this world has gone to shit this last year, and it's got to be scary for a lot of people because 
especially people without support systems, man. That's what I'm like. Mm-hmm. I wonder what those people do. Like, how are these people that are homeless and, or don't have family? Like, I don't understand because I have my family and, you know, my close friends that are like the only thing. And besides my dog, yeah, <laughs> the only thing that keeps me going. I mean, or but things like this. But there's people who are like, who are traveling and locked down in another country where they don't know anyone. Like, especially in the UK, dude, I just found out, I just barely found out that they're doing that, that they're locking you in the UK. They're not letting anybody in or out. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Like to me, but the thing for me is like with my mom having terminal cancer right now, Mm -hmm. like it's scary for me to see people that have to sit in these hospitals that can't have loved ones come in or right. these older people that are locked in, you know, retirement homes and stuff, they can't see their family because well, and it's like love is your connection to source. So if you remove that, what are you doing? I mean, what are these people doing for to live? Dude? I mean, it's scary for me. That would be scary to yeah. have that happen. I mean, to have everything that's their attachment to humanity. Me. Like that's the saddest part about everything that's going like on. Right now animal, people, yeah. They're not talking about that. They're like, Oh, well it's to protect each other. But like if they die while you're protecting them, what did you protect? Exactly. And that, I mean, look at the thing like today, I was watching Biden's, uh, his little, uh, his statement for the, you know, the, the nation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a lot of people don't, and I'm not trying to get into to, to that with politics or anything like that, but I will say this is a huge, huge thing right here that you could relate to it. The, uh, the, the border situation. Why are we trying to put a border up when I understand when it comes to the COVID thing, but you know, with, when we're trying to put a border up, America was built on immigrants, dude. And it's Mm -hmm. like, we're allowing that to take the true values out of what we were built on and who we are as people and who we are as Americans, not only people, I mean, the the world would not be the same if, if we were all literally just stuck in one place, why would you want that? It doesn't make sense. America is the melting pot. So when did we stop embracing that? Yeah. When do we stop embracing that? Well, and the problem with the whole talk about the border is that the media grabbed it and turned it into something it, it wasn't and made it more divide culture again, you know, which shouldn't be existing. The whole point for the border was to put control on sex trafficking and all of the drugs being brought into our country. So that way we are addicted to drugs. Yeah. So it's and now like, look what it turned into, but then, yeah. and then they turned it into a shit show when it's literally, and, and I blame that on Trump 100% because he was the front runner for making it a racial thing. And where are we, that's going backwards in time, dude. Where well, we wait, so people, here's the craziest thing though, is it's the media pushing it as it's not an individual. It's the media that's pushing it as a race thing. Exactly. And that's, and that's all propaganda. Yep. And that's where it comes All back propaganda. to propaganda mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, we're, we're pushing, a, we're pushing a race war again because th- they need, okay. With the drugs, like you're talking about drugs in the streets, weapons mm-hmm. in the streets. Mm-hmm. See, we'll never go anywhere in America until we end the Republican and democratic party. I'm sorry. We need to come as one party and decide as a whole, dude, I don't even care if we came to a system to where it's like, we all took a freaking huge test at the end of the year. And the person that's 19 years old, if they scored the highest on it and did the best out of that test, that's all these different types of tests, like a freaking, like an aptitude test. Yeah. Let them be president. doesn't matter if yeah. it's a woman or man. Why should well, we? Well, the thing is, is we're also putting get. so much power into one individual when the whole point of our country was for us to collectively come together with ideas. But, but do you not agree that they're using the president as a, a scapegoat for everything? So the Senate is the ones that are really passing everything. And then the president just says yes or no, but you don't hear that. 
They're using yeah. that divide and conquer to distract us from all the real shit that's actually happening. And that's the real, and that's what's smoke screens. Because yep. come on, dude, they printed out what? $17 trillion times two. And they could have gave each of us $2.5 million in the world. And we still have trillions of dollars left. That's not the goal. Where the fuck is the the money at? (laughs) You know what I mean? Where is the money at? We did an episode on this called um, Foreign and Domestic Affairs of the Mind. And it was basically talking about just that, like all the dark psychology of how our system is run, how they're manipulating our minds to run it. And then we're like, oh, but I get my $1,400 stimulus check. So now I'm happy. And And that's the thing. It's so sad, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, meanwhile, in other countries, they're depending on us to stand up right now because they have a fraction of the freedoms that we have, but we don't see it. We don't see the big picture. Because we're so, so spoiled here. See, I went to South America and I went to Belize, dude. We take 70% of our beef here in America from Belize. We pay them nothing for it. And these people, I went there, they're so happy. It blew my mind, but it made me cry, dude, because I go there and they're okay. If you have a family of seven, you can only take one hot shower per person a day mm-hmm. there. And they have on the strip in Nassau, which is their capital. You, you go there and it's a, they turned it into a tourist spot from America. That's the only way they can really truly survive because of the way that we made it that way. Mm-hmm. But if you go there, you go down the main strip and on my tour, this guy, who was an awesome tour guide, awesome guy. He was the happiest can be. I mean, just, you could tell he loved his family, just a younger guy, probably our age. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, look to the left. And it's these huts and like small shacks and stuff. People building their, their library was the size of maybe 700 square feet at most. I mean, I mean, small. And that's the, the capital, the nation's capital, their, their capital. But then he goes, now look to the right across the street, there's mansions and guess who they are. American dentists and doctors and stuff. It blew and it broke my heart, dude, because I never understood until that time that I was one of those spoiled people from America. And I, I then became humbled that, you know, dude, we complain about a lot here in America, Mm -hmm. but come on $1,400, which I I understand, you know, it's a smokescreen thing and that people shouldn't be complacent with, with how that has. But like you said, if you look at it to these other countries, they don't get that crap dude mm-hmm. you think all these 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 countries that are under you know um uh, a dictator like china and stuff like that or, or you know northern korea you think that their people are sitting there like oh i wish i had a 1400 check or if they got a 20 dollars check they'd be happy well they're like because i wish blows, i could speak it, my mind and not get in trouble for it stand up and not be killed yeah. and not be beheaded not mm-hmm. not have to worry about if i'm gonna have a daughter and have her killed because she's a girl Yep. That's insane to me. Have this to whole world. I can't afford to live my life. Slavery and stuff like that. Who knows where you're selling them to? Yep. But it blows my mind because this whole world is humongous. I'm sorry. There's no way that you can tell me that there's not enough supplies, enough right. space on this planet for years and years, even if we were growing at a rapid rate, because that's right. bullshit. That's, that's a lie to me. We haven't knocked out half the freaking mountains in this place. And that breaks my heart, dude, because there's innocent people dying every single day. And we don't understand that. We're too focused on this stuff like these Black Lives Matter thing, which we're, I we're totally focused understand. on leading with profit, always, always leading with profit. And if it doesn't have profit attached to it, it's not a solution for capitalism, humanity. Man, it's not a solution for the world. And it's not looked at or it's hushed or it banned or gagged or silenced. And it's sad. It's sad. And it's sad because, you know, and that's that's think about it. dude. It's from day one how we are like you were talking about before right now mind control it's mm-hmm. basically we're 
Well, think about it. If you're born one way and you're taught from day one, this is the sky was purple. If we we're taught that from day one, the sky is purple and the green, the grass is red. We're going to say the, the sky yeah. is purple and the grass is red. That's because from day one, we're taught one way and we're only allowed to think one way. And that's why I think where, where, where it all began was we messed up with beginning is, is having, you know, uh, the biggest the war from the beginning was religion. And it's like, that's what separated us. And then it, yeah. then it became race. Then it became, but like you said, it's fueled by the media nowadays. Everybody yeah. has a camera. Everybody has a phone. Everybody has the internet. And in a way that's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a flip flop because in a way you have your own way of speaking your own voice. Finally, mm -hmm. anybody can speak their own voice on the internet, but some of those people are ignorant. Some yeah. of those people think things and they're saying things that don't make sense because they're not out there living what they're talking about. Yep. And I've, you know, I've grew up in Stockton, in my opinion, that is the, one of the biggest melting pots in America. If, oh, yeah. if anybody's, you know, if anybody's ever been to Stockton, California, that place is any race, they're yep. all there. And, and, yep. and I grew up no, no racial. Cause I have black people in my family. I have, you know, I look Mexican, but I'm white. Mm -hmm. So Anybody that, that knew me growing up, they probably thought I was Mexican, but, but yeah. I'm, I'm technically a native American white. But my point is on that is that, you know, race, we are all human beings. And that's the problem is we don't mm -hmm. see each other as equals. Um, it, it, for me, it's, it's, it's never been a, a color of skin thing, a, a religious thing and never been a political thing. It's about people need to treat people as people, man. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem is we're going backwards in time right now because we're not treating everybody as equals, especially biggest thing in my opinion. And this is uh, something that people call snowflakes these days, but women and men equality is how are we still, it's 2021 and we're still talking about, should there be a woman present and it should be, should be, you know, is there a good right. chance? And that it's she not could like, what happens is she qualified? She why is it, is she a woman? And why is it not her background makes her qualified? This makes her qualified, her perspective on this. Like we want to grab all of these labels and it removes the whole essence of, of us as a human being. Like we have children right now who are between the age of like 12 to 15 who are so disorientated on who they are supposed to be appeared as to the world rather than what they actually want to put out or what they feel like inside because they're yeah. being, you know, we're still being made to feel like we need to hide our true identities because yeah, that's, you know, I mean, that's sad. I, I think about the people from the sixties and seventies that had to hide that they're gay, that they were gay or homosexual or that they, that they had, uh, you know, that's, that's sad to me, dude. You lived your mm -hmm. whole life not being able to be who you were just because, because of the societal of construct perception perception yep. everything comes down to perception and and especially mm -hmm. in america we have got perception problems to the max and i mean it's like i think it comes from the words that were fed we're constantly exactly. told from nothing will ever change when we were young anytime we ever questioned anything about history or whatever well that's how it's always been this is how it and is that's just why exactly yeah Mm -hmm. But why? But now, now show me some proof. There isn't. Well, what, what the proof is in the history books. Well, the history books, 90 percent of the time are, you know, just somebody writing down what their perspective of and perception of things were. Yep. So it's like what you need to really do is. And this is something that I found comfort in. And I loved 
to do back in the day was going to old people's like the old people homes, you know, the, the retirement communities yeah. and speaking to these people because that's where the history is. Yes. That's where the real perspectives are. The life and you know what? Lived. You'll It'll blow your mind, dude. It'll blow your mind to hear these stories from these people because not all of them are. It, you would think from what the way we are now and the way that we were back then that there was a bunch of racist people and, and there were. It blows my mind to, to think about that, that, that these people had such they have so many stories that we don't hear about and yeah. they, ha they have their own perspectives on everything. And they're not what you uh, actually would think from the history books. They're nothing no. like that. No, they're usually heartfelt stories or like life changing, like epiphany moments, you know? And that's, and, and we that's don't learn about that. Real... We learn about how everyone's racist and we're all still oh, yeah. racist. The native <laughs> Americans were pushed out of their own homes and, so, and they were, but you know what the thing is, is that, you know, the whole world is that way. The whole yeah. world got to a certain area of the world by war. And, yeah. and, and, you know, that's just how the world has come. And that's where we, I believe that's where the number one mistake in history was, was fighting over anything. We should have just had the, the agreement of, of being, you know, a, an understanding of agree to disagree. You're yeah. different than me. I'm different than you. We're all one. We're all people. Yeah. But with fear mentality and with scarcity, then you can have control. And that's what it's all been about. Just like my cousin said right now, to the, he said, it's all about greed. Yeah. People will get greedy about things and want There's value on any item in this world, brother. There's going to be war, poverty and fucking family. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I couldn't have said better. Knows. Myself. <laughs> yeah. He knows. And you know, he's, he's older, so he, he understands too. And then, uh, that's well, the passion the is there a little stronger, too, because you've seen it a little bit more when you're a little older. And, and I almost feel like the generation that's like one up before us, if they're conscious, because you have some people who aren't conscious at all about what's and happening. That's his, and that's like, his generation right there. Right. You're either ignorance is bliss or, you know, so much that you're angry. But now see now. And then this is he's a perfect example. Now he's at the, the crossroads right now. Should I keep my daughter? who is now, um, she is 12 years old. My niece mm -hmm. is 12 years old. So should, should he keep her in homeschool or let her go back to school? But mm -hmm. he's, he's doing it because he's afraid that we are changing so radically in our belief system that he doesn't want her to get mind or brainwashed by, uh, certain, you know, outlooks on things. So he doesn't yeah. want her to feel like she can't be herself and stuff like that. But yeah. So she, and she's like a computer nerd. She doesn't she's she doesn't like getting in off, off the computer. She likes being home and you know yeah. my my mom will rag on her about it, but that's just who she is and there's nothing wrong with that, dude. I mean, being let her be who she wants to be. Yeah, like when I was younger, I would always get grounded and not be allowed to use the computer, but like my friends at school I would have a very small amount of friends at school, but schools where you get the most of your insecurities from. It's oh, where you 100%. get bullied the most. It's where you get treated the most like I'm not normal and think because about it. of we the were, kids who are we around you. As, me and you were both looked at as probably the different type of kids, you know, like that, not that outsider, outsider, but the outsider, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's, and whose choice was that? Whose choice was it? Who made that Their decision? perception of us? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, to be honest with you, I kind of laugh at it nowadays because you know, we're, we're older now and none of that shit matters. No, none of that shit matters. I mean, we're all our own people now yeah. and it, it has had no, no bar on anybody's success or unsuc being unsuccessful or being successful in the world. Mm -hmm. What, it, what matters in my opinion, the only reason I think that it was a good thing for have, I mean, to have in person is gaining that, that ability. Cause I think the world's missing that, that, uh, people, that interaction of, face-to-face -face because yeah. 
to be honest with you, I mean, with, with no interaction face to face with people, I, I believe that we all get sheltered and we all get, we're not used to it. So when we're thrown into the real world, cause I've seen this with a lot of my friends, not myself. I was, I was allowed, I was free roaming. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I, I did what I wanted basically at the end of high school, but I will say with a lot of sheltered people that I do know, um, once they got into the real world, they, it took them three, four years to, to get used to and just and adjusted to that. You know, conversating that idea. with people yeah, and I mean, thinking be, on your feet and not being able to rely on a book for the answers. <laughs> and the biggest part and the biggest thing that I saw, the correlation I saw was job interviews. Yep. So when people would get into a face-to-face job interview, they would tank. Yeah. And you know, I, something I thrived at my whole life was, was people to be person to person, you know, face-to-face interactions. And that's what I think that why I'm in what I'm going for, you know what I mean? When it comes yeah. to the, the type of businesses that I want to go run and doing stand-up comedy and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, Connecting people. Oh yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. if I can't, if I can't make a person laugh, like I have my entire life, then I think I would die inside anyway. So I wouldn't have no purpose here anymore <laughs> because that's the only thing I ever really sought out for is to, to see somebody smile and, and, yeah. and laugh because that's yeah. what's, the, that's what life's about. You stop being so upset and, 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 you know, tense about everything and just have fun be mindful about it. You can't just be reckless, but that's the thing is finding a balance is the biggest thing in the world. Finding a balance in everything is Mm -hmm. where you're going to thrive in life is if you find your own true center balance and you have nothing to worry about. And you have to listen to yourself too. Cause so many times people will be like, they know what they want to do for them, but they don't know how to like, they need approval on it first before they actually like give themselves the okay that like, yes, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And, And And it's sad. Yeah. Why are they, why do, why, why do people have that problem though? Yeah. Don't, don't listen to anyone else. Like, you know, it's right for you. Go for it. Like if people question you, great, let them question you. You're going to kink out, like fix all of the little wrinkles in your plan by having people throw monkey wrenches at you. So <laughs> exactly. And that's how we gain experience and life experience. Mm-hmm. And we learn from people learn from mistakes. If nobody ever made a mistake, they would never learn from a situation because they would just think that they're right at everything, you know? Yeah. Come on. There, is there anybody even like that? I mean, right? I've never met anybody that's perfect. Everything and, I do, I'm great at it the first has. time. Life is so bland. Oh, I wish. Wouldn't that be so nice, right? Like, Oh, it just comes so easy. Right? No. I mean, there would be no fun in that because right. like you said, like that, that, come on now. I mean, I enjoy making mistakes and stuff because it challenges mm-hmm. me. And if you can't challenge yourself, then you can't challenge others. And if you yeah. can't challenge others, there's no way that we're going to get anywhere because we're, there's no room for growth. Yeah. Period. And like being comfortable, being the, the person in the room, who's not the smartest, like there's so much beauty in that. Cause you're going to learn the most where so many people have the complex of needing to be the one who's like, so beautiful look at my hair it's so i got the i got designer clothes on i got walmart clothes on and i i love it <laughs> thrift stores dude i go to thrift stores <laughs> yeah. when i went into a thrift store for the first time like in the last like two years like i started i was selling clothes on on a poshmark mm-hmm. and and just to make some side cash and yeah. But I fell in love with thrift stores. I don't think I would ever buy new clothes only because, dude, it's like, I mean, come on, if you wash it now, I'm not going to buy a white t-shirt with armpit stains, but. Right, right. (laughs) But if you go, if you go to some of these places that are like just outside of a really bougie area, the thrift Uh stores that are just outside of that, they Uh, are, there's some stuff in there where you're like, what? You threw this away? It's right? like, what the hell's wrong with you? They're just like, oh, it's last year. It's like a whole nother meaning to, to 
one person's trash is another's treasure. <laughs> I've said I'm that like, what? Like that. <laughs> yeah. That was I'm last like, yeah, season. I'll get yeah. that. <laughs> I'll take that at the fraction of the $10,000 you spent on that jacket. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, that was on the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> I use that for There's my dog. That. <laughs> exactly. I borrowed that from my dog real quick. <laughs> hey, it's like, I swear though, it's something about my dog with blanket, brand new blankets. If it's a brand new blanket, like she just like, she like, I don't know if like, she was humping it the other day. She was balling it up in a ball and like, she was like nesting it. But she was like, oh, chewing on it and getting all aggressive. She loved how soft it was. And I was like, dang, like, dude, I need to buy her a blanket or something. <laughs> Seriously, though. She's like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, dude. She started bleeding everywhere. So I had to make her wear a diaper. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> she hates it, too, dude. She knows what it is. She's like, get this thing off oh, of me. Oh, she's probably like slightly embarrassed, too. She probably like, knows a little bit. <laughs> because like, well, i mean I, I put her in clothes all the time and so she's probably embarrassed about that too <laughs> i'm like that one owner that you know that, that i have her in like a, a rain jacket when it's raining and stuff yeah i feel like usually it's really like do. it's like it's like moms who dress their dogs like or their kids dogs me, so you're I'm like, like hey, no you know, hey whatever <laughs> do you want to go with the purple raincoat or do you want the yellow raincoat today <laughs> exactly i'm i'm hey, i'll admit it i'm obsessed with my dog and i you know i i've always been that way i, I i'm allergic to cats so i don't hate cats because we have dogs cats are better here. anyway I, yeah dogs are so much less like my brother's saying oh the cats are so less needy and i'm like well that's because they're not even caring if you're there or not cats yeah. are just like whatever you're here i guess feed me well, and, and clean my cat, shit box you always smell a cat so i'm sorry oh, but yeah. that removes the not needy part because that's like extremely needy I mean, <laughs> if i uh, smell you all day you're cat needy spray. oh my god <laughs> But my dog is a companion. I don't even consider her a pet. It's a companion. Like she, mm-hmm. she brightens up my day more than I brighten up hers. I'll tell you that much. They know when you're sad. <laughs> like my my dog's part Rottweiler, one of my big ones. He's like 80 pounds, all black, beautiful. Mm-hmm. But he knows when you're upset, and he'll like come behind you and like put his head on your shoulder, or he'll come and, and just like they sense feelings, dude. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. they're like little humans in my opinion. I, it, if I come back as any animal, I better come back as a dog, dude. I'm telling you that much. <laughs> your own dog because you get pampered with clothes. <laughs> I know, huh? Come I, I, I better have a cool owner like that. <laughs> hey, come on now. Hey, most women, I think they have two thoughts of me. Man, that's a really cool ass guy or, you know, or he's gay. <laughs> oh. like, nah. I, I got really, you know, it broke my heart because, uh, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a clean cut, well-dressed guy. So, and I, but I have tattoos all over me and yeah. so I guess that balances it out. Right. Right. <laughs> but I was at work over when I was a assistant manager over at Ross and like, I was talking to this girl who I kind of had a thing for, her, I'm not going to lie. I had a thing for her, but she, uh, she made a comment and it broke my heart because she was talking about a gay guy and I go, Hey, I was just joking around, but I go, Hey, you know, what's, what's, what's wrong with him being gay? I mean, I go, that, that, if I was gay, I would find that pretty offensive. If you, you know, said something like that around me, I was just joking. Yeah. And she goes, you're not gay. And I was like, ha oh, ha, are you joking? Uh, she's like, I was like, mm, okay. Now I found out later on, she was just joking with me. She didn't really think I was gay, but it broke my heart because I'm like, do you she's think like, she really so was joking or do you think she's like said, well, she, she told me she was, she was like, like, I don't know, like three, four months later, you're me. She's like, well, I was just joking. She's like, I just thought but do you, you think she was really like just that. joking. I don't know. I, I have that personality uh, and I have, I'm very clean cut. Yeah. I don't consider myself Metro, but I um, mean, I, in a way I, 
I do and I take care of myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, I groom myself properly. And, uh, I mean, I it's honestly myself. kind of sad that a man who grooms himself is labeled as like, well, that. you might yeah, be like gay. That. Yeah. And it's like, well, wait a second here. Like, just because I like take care of myself, like, <laughs> and that was her two reasoning. She's like, because your hair's cut all the time and you dress super nice with the dress shirt and, and dress pants all the day, every day. She's like, nobody else wears dresses like you. And I'm like, well, that's because I'm a manager first off. And second yeah. off, I feel comfortable when in a, in business attire more than I do. You know what I mean? When it comes to work, I I'm, I'm there to, for those eight hours, I'm going to be there to, to like work polished, and, and, yeah. and look like I should. Well, I'm when do we drop our like standards a, to where like a man who doesn't have a fresh haircut is like the standard man? Like what? Dude, <laughs> who decided that? It, I, I have had, you don't even want to see my ID picture right now because they got me right when I was like, I had my hair uncut and I was like, man, I look like I have an Afro. And I'm like, I can't, I look at my picture and I'm like, dude, I'm going to have so much trouble. Like in Vegas, people are going to oh, be like, that's yeah. not you, bro. That's oh, not that's you. Funny. I know that picture's not you, bro. <laughs> come on. You got your friend's picture. Come on. I'm like, fuck, man, come on now, dude. Damn, <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> but you're right. Like, why is that? That's so sad that society's perception on, on me just being clean cut and me and, being oh, nice. Oh, you must be gay or metro. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you have, you have manners. And I'm like, okay. Cause I was grow, I, I grew up with, with two older parents that are 70 and like I'm, right. I'm, they're 40 years older than me. So I just, they are, there's, that's their generation. They talk. If I didn't have respect and manners, dude, my dad would kill me. Right. Well, I think we've <laughs> lost that a lot because there actually aren't like, if I think about like my, like being 24 and like going out and like random hookups, drinking, whatever, Yeah. the people that you meet and connect with, like the standard for what girls are willing to sleep with is so low. Like I've seen some of the ones my friends sleep Especially with. I'm like, you, <laughs> I'm like, how much did you drink to like allow him to talk to you like that? And it'd be okay. Cause like, he's going to continue that and think that there's women out there who are into it. Just and I think that's where it is right there is, is them okay. accepting that if women accepting that they set the standard women set the standard. I'm, come on. Let's be honest now, guys for the most parts are pigs. <laughs> they will almost all, I mean, I'm not saying all cause I wouldn't, but, and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, a lot of men that wouldn't either, but, and they do have standards, but there's a lot of men out there that don't have standards and they'll take what they can get. And, and if you mm -hmm. offer a guy sex, they're going to take it most of the time. And that's sad because that's up to the woman now to have her standards for who she's willing to sleep with. And yeah. when it comes to, you know, <laughs> women need to step up their standards. Yeah, man. No, I, and I agree with that. I feel like as women, we've dropped the ball on what we accept and allow, like, you know, like sex can be a sacred thing and it can be just for fun, but either way, you're still allowing someone in you. So I've always thought, I've always thought of sex that way. See, I, that's, that's, that's something that I, I wanted to touch on anyways, is that, you know, I've always been a person of, um, I've only dated five girls my entire life. And I mean, that I would consider a relationship. Right. And you know, uh, I can maybe say I've slept with maybe eight. Mm -hmm. So when it came to sleeping with somebody, it was usually a relationship because I found it not as a sacred, sacred thing, but as a, uh, a, a connection between me and like another person. That I'd have to carry yeah. yeah. Because if I didn't have any feelings behind it, you know, I've, I've hooked up maybe once, you know, with somebody that, that I just hooked up with mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe twice. Uh, but the point of it is that I see that is we need to not, I'm not saying everybody needs to just not have random hookups and stuff because you know, that's how a lot of relationships end up happening is because of a random hookup. That's my dad. Oh my goodness. 
he doesn't even call to ask anything. He's just like Rachel Ray, nutritious, uh, 12 count. Right. I go. Yeah. He goes, Oh, okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> Good talk. right there. <laughs> now he's somebody that, okay. So my dad is 71 and he looks like Hulk Hogan. But oh, he watches Hallmark because he's there. My aunt and my uncle adopted me when I was seven. So okay. they're like the traditional white family. So, <laughs> but he is like, okay, so my aunt's so opposite of him. Like she's like cold hearted. <laughs> and then, like, uh, so I'll call them my mom and dad. So my dad, he uh, still watches Hallmark movies. <laughs> he's such That's like great. A, you would never think Does of it cry? as him. Does he oh, get a little, dude, you can tell he's eye? crying inside, dude. Come on. I can, t- I can I'm tell. I'm crying. He's, you're crying. Oh. It's so sad. And I'm like, hey, dude, that's where I, you know, that's where I was, where I got a lot of my good qualities from, though, because he, one thing he instilled in me is, is the ability to talk to people, have manners, and be respectful mm-hmm. towards women, and to never, uh, to never be shied away or to change yourself because of how people perceive things. Like if, if people perceive you as a snowflake or perceive you as, you know, something like that, that you're don't change that about yourself. Don't change being a romantic. Cause I'm a hopeless romantic. I always have been. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think that, you know, I don't think I would be that way without him telling me when I was young, it's all right to be that way. Yeah. Because, you know, we're seen as, as guys, we're not supposed to be that way, I guess, as perception from society, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be the, you know, the, the strong ones and the, which that's cool. But, but I think, like I said before, balance, yeah. don't be afraid to be sensitive well, in situations. And I almost I mean, feel like that's so backwards because like all of the men that I've known, like my younger brother, my uncles, like they're actually so sweet hearted and sentimental and all of this stuff. And those qualities all get hidden because life tells you that you shouldn't be that way. And so I wonder like how many people like how, like men are teddy bears. They're more sensitive than women on. They just don't want to show it so until you things. get to know them until you get to know yeah. them. And then and, and through a relationship, until you know how to like word the question, right. You know, like sometimes it's, it's wording the question, right. So that way it can be heard the way you're trying to. Cause we're guarding ourselves because of people yeah. looking at us. At, 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 see, I, I, my entire life, I used to write love notes all the time. I used to, I mean, my favorite movie in the world still is a walk to remember. Um, you know what I mean? It, it, yeah. you, the, I was laughing because, you know, I thought about it in uh, sex ed and love that I hide. Do you, did you ever get the class that, that played walk to remember 15 times? And like, that's oh all God. we did for like the I whole don't semester. Know. I and honestly I remember like nothing from high school. <laughs> well, I was laughing because I'm like, I remember people's faces like, Oh my God, we're watching this stupid movie oh, again. I'm like, I'm like secretly like, yeah, I love this movie. <laughs> That's like it was just different. Like I, I related to that movie so much because I was such a uh, hard shell and like uh, I hid a lot of myself and, and guarded until I met you know a, a certain girl in in high school and that she brought that out of me and mm-hmm. that made me relate to that movie so much because you know uh, that was that was a short lived romance in my life and yeah. it but it meant so much, you know, it meant more to me than, than most of my long relationships. You know, I was in a seven well, and relationship. Like love is such a powerful energy when you treat it like with care, you know, like when you guys treat it as, you know, it's not always about something being lasting forever or whatever, but it's quality about, over quantity. Yeah. And it's about truly taking what you can learning from each other. Cause you know, life is weird yeah. and you're put in people's path for a reason. And so, you know, if, like I think about it. learn from 
Exactly. Cause I mean, think about it. Uh, I think a relationship is doomed or, or is over right at the point where you stop helping each other grow. Yeah, absolutely. And when you guys help you stop help challenging each other and helping each other grow and get to a point where, you know, that, um, you're, you're learning, like you said, learning from each other mm-hmm. and you're, you're that person, if that person is not able to give that to you, you'll never find fulfillment, fulfillment in that relationship. And that's yeah. sad because, you know, uh, a lot of people doom themselves to marriages or, you know, uh, loveless marriages, loveless relationships and stuff. Because, just because they committed, they have to stay. Or, or the fact that they, they feel like they've spent so much time in a relationship already. Yeah. And then they're just like, Oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to give up on this relationship because it's been so much time or, you know, the fact that they just settle. And that's yeah. my, that was one of the topics I was going to tell you that I would like to talk about is, yeah. is people settling these days is, you know what I mean? Is, uh, people are afraid to be themselves in relationships and afraid to, to truly go seek what they really, really want or mm-hmm. who they really want for the fact that they are afraid that they're going to be alone forever. Yeah. Or that they're going to. Well, and they're afraid you know I mean? to like to speak up when something's not particularly quite right. Cause like I've been in a few relationships where I'm like, you know, this could work and I know that I'm good for them, but they're not good for me. And that's being self. Uh, that's when you have to be selfish for yourself because yeah. you're, you can mess, you can mess up your years of your life. Think about that. Yeah. And there's so many times I could have settled and I chose not to, because I knew that if I did settle, it'd be one of those things where like, yeah, we could have the whole like, oh yeah, we'll get married. And you know, all the like, whatever excitement around telling everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like sharing that. I don't even know what that is, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, but I'm like, but I know that six years from now, this same issue that I feel of it not being right is still going to be here. And probably a lot worse. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause then you have your whole life intertwined. Like once you buy a house together, how like the anxiety of separating that keeps people together. And and that's sad. And that's sad. That's super sad. I mean, that's, that's heartbreaking. And, and it's like, uh, to me, that's like when I, like you were just saying, when, when it comes to stuff like that, it's like, man, that makes, that, that puts fear in people even diving into relationships nowadays and stuff like that. And that comes to, uh, that raises a big question, like prenups. It's like, yeah. do, should they do prenups? And, and, you know, in my opinion, um, there is that fact that, well, if you love me and you think you're going to be with me forever, but that, but it also comes down to, let's look at the facts that, you know, unless somebody is with somebody for a certain long time and they've already been through that in the past, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? been in a relationship, got a house together or rented at least from with, with each other. I believe that people are, would be stupid not to, because you're, you're truly taking on another person's life into your life and absorbing that life into your life. So you become one yeah, debt, all kinds of stuff. And it's like, that's, that's shouldn't be a thing that's on, on that. That shouldn't be a burden on love, but to be honest with you, those are things that you should use as key indicator signs for, do I want to be in a relationship with this person? Cause they, there's a reason why they're like that. Well, that and like the rush of it too, like rushing into all of it. People haven't known each other for very long or like, you know, there's certain conversations that don't even come up when you haven't known each other for a very long time. They might not come up like until you've known them for three years and mm-hmm. then it's like an issue where it's like, that's not reconcilable. Like, what if we have a gay child and you're way over here and I'm way over here, yeah. you know, and that never came up, but we're already married. 
Yeah, what people don't want children and do want children. I mean, those are yeah. conversations that have to be had before. I mean, that's why I, it blows my mind when you see people that are, you know, two, three months into a relationship and going to get hitched or married and stuff. It's like, it's like is it for the show of it? Do you really love each other? Like, are you nowadays, being honest yeah, with so yourself? I think it's all about it's, it's, it's the, the show. show. Like, yeah. well, you post my Instagram pictures. I want to wait Dude, to see how many even likes just I'm with dating get. people. Yeah, even with just dating people, like, like there's some guys who get who think that they have got a girl and all of a sudden they're just like posting pictures everywhere and like making it way overwhelming. And it's like, dude, like calm down. Yeah. Like you gotta Less get away from this like worship. Less yeah. More, man. It's just, almost like just, worship mentality in a way of like, Oh yes, I found fulfillment and, and, and seeing somebody say, Oh my God, I like your picture. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I have like, like you checked a box. Pictures. Like people think you're cool now. Cause you hung out with a girl, like stop. It's not about that because then and so much be is missed in actual connection. And I got lost for years and I'll be a, one of the two minute. I got lost in the perception of that for years thinking I needed to be that guy mm-hmm. that, that needed to impress women or, or impress my friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it took me, you know, until I was about, I'm, I'm almost 30 in two months, I'll be 30. So I'd say it took me about till 28 to just not give a fuck. Yeah. Like, fuck that. I'm going to be who I want to be. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to, and like the thing I was telling you with how I, how I convinced people that, you know, I left, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I left the country and I hired this guy, dude, you would not believe how stupid people are. They really believe that I left the country, paid somebody that looks like me to be me. And that person is Dude, that just goes to show like what COVID <laughs> did to people, the lack of oxygen. And they're like, you did what? They're like, oh my God. And like, I had my cousin's ex-girlfriend, like, it was like, like an aunt to me growing uh-huh. up. She's like, well, can you have Alex hit me up when, when he gets back? I want to talk to him about wh- why he did all this. And so, and like, she about was the one that, she called my, called my mom and was like, he's got problems. Is that him or not? And she's like, what are you talking about? Cause I didn't tell my mom man. So, yeah. But then like, like I have like, okay. So the other day, like I have all my different, uh, the, for the face, I have all these different ski masks. You are, so, Okay. So explain what that is. So that way people listening know what you're talking about. Okay. So face to face is, is going to be a future podcast of mine where, uh, so there was a joke going on because my dad, um, I would mess with him so much. And like, I'm such a, like a character in a way, like a gimmick in a way yeah. when it comes to my life. Like, I'm just that kind of guy that just jokes around about everything. So, uh, I, my dad like, actually that, enjoy your life. Holy shit. Yeah. I and mean, my dad thought like, <laughs> Oh, he's schizophrenic. So like, he's, he's, he's got a t- multiple personalities or something. And like, but that's just how he, his, the old school thought process was because yeah. of the way I, I am yeah. and I, the way that I joke around and like, uh, so I started actually create, I created a gimmick and I started literally talking in a different voice and, um, you would not even know the difference. Like I look like a different person underneath the ski mask and I started it and I, his name is the face mm-hmm. and it's my other personality. So it's, uh, I have, I'm going to have a podcast cause he's the opposite of basically what it is, is it's a joke on people that they think that people are schizophrenic or that they have a different personality just because they're different and, and, and joke around and, and stuff like that. So he, the face is completely opposite of me. He has the different views of, he will say everything that I want to say, but yeah. I'm too afraid to say. Yeah. So 
that's why I built the face is because, <laughs> hey, it's my scapegoat. I can get away with anything because who is it really? Is it really me or is it a friend? Could it right? be somebody <laughs> random? And I mean, I we I all got shadows, people, so. <laughs> I literally told a bunch of people on Facebook that I, you know, I won all this money and stuff and I, I hired Ben Affleck to play oh the face. God. And Ben Affleck was under the, and I made these pictures and stuff. I posted them on Facebook and people were like, Oh my God, that really does look like Ben Affleck underneath that, oh underneath that ski God. mask. And I'm like, yeah, cause it is Ben Affleck. Why would I lie about that? <laughs> but it's so, it's so funny that people would actually believe these things. And I laugh because it all started off as just a joke because everybody, or anybody that would say something like that to me about the, the, the character that I created, I'm just like, oh yeah, because that's because I, I am. I have multiple personalities. I have, you know, I have a bunch of different uh, people inside of me. Yeah, and I really don't. And I'm not in that. And I don't want that to be seen as okay. Because this is one thing I was worried about: schizophrenic people. That because I I have met multiple schizophrenic people, and you know, I I dealt with mental health issues my whole life because mm -hmm. you know I have bipolar, and I'm diagnosed manic depressive, and I'm diagnosed ADHD. Now that's where mostly it comes from is ADHD. I just yeah. talk and I talk and I talk as you can see, but I, <laughs> I just thought it's funny that, that people would think that it's something to do with multiple personality, which there's nothing wrong with people. And that's something they should be treated seriously. But I think also they need to embrace it more and they would feel less, feel less uh, outcasted from, from society. If they were to laugh at the situation and, and, and not be, and that's society too. Society should like, be pushing them away. Right. I feel like, okay, if this is a bad metaphor, let me know. But I almost feel like it's kind of like psychedelics. Like when you're going into your trip, if you're already told it's going to be bad and you have that perception of this is bad, that the whole your time mind bad. creates it. Exactly. So I almost feel like, obviously I don't, I don't have schizophrenia and I haven't talked to anyone, but I almost feel like changing your views on things changes a lot of things. So oh, yeah. if you don't view it as something bad and instead it's like people, we don't fully understand the depth of spirituality, the things our minds connected to and the things that our eyes don't see the vibrations around us, the frequency, we are not in tune to that at all. Exactly. So people are so quick. Like Kanye West is a perfect example. People are so quick to label him with all of these diseases and whatnot. But the thing so, is, is there's so much kind of stuff, about yeah. his brain that we refuse to study because it doesn't fit into Western medicine. It doesn't fit into pharmaceuticals. It doesn't fit into all of that yeah. narrative unless you want to just prescribe them something. And my, my thing is, is how do we know that, that, that these people aren't seeing something that we're not seeing or hearing and something that's that we're what not seeing? How do we know it's not real? Right. I mean, it's like we're, we're so quick to judge to think that these people are crazy. If nowadays, if Jesus Christ was a real person, we would call him schizophrenic. We would say right. he is a schizophrenic and then we, he would be hung for that. You know, or not, 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 not literally, but literally by, by society is what I'm saying is we, mm -hmm. they would typecast him that and he would be outcasted and put in a mental ward or something. And, yep. and for me to do now, if there's a difference between people that are legitly harmful to society yes, and then there's, and, and to but, themselves, yeah. but is it created by our perceptions? And are we fixing the problem by locking them up? Or by putting them on, under medication that's a lot of the time is making things worse. Because I know from a fact, they had me typecasted as something else. I forget what it was when I first went to go see my psychiatrist. But they were giving me medication for a year that made all of my symptoms worse. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
We don't even know what's really and so going on. It's like, on. are you experimenting on me? Or are you actually trying to make what you think is a problem better or what? And it comes back to profit. I have something really fucking cool. So I was reading an article on a Native American shaman and he went into. uh, My uncle is a Native American shaman. Legitly one of the seven in the world. Wow. That's amazing. So this shaman goes into the mental hospital and he's like, I can't stand to be in here for more than a few minutes. He was like, this is not how you treat people who are receiving messages from ancestors. And that's the way he worded it. It's receiving messages from ancestors. It's communication in a way that we don't understand. And so we're shunning it. So, so we should push it away. Cause we're afraid of, of things like that, that we don't, that we're afraid of the unknown. Mm-hmm. We always have been. And look at, look at come mm-hmm. back to Jesus Christ because he was different. So we killed him. I mean, if that was, if that's truly what happened and that's sad because that has continued Look what we've, like you said, we lock these people away who are human beings. We lock them mm-hmm. away like animals and we tranquilize them when they're, when they start to have these episodes, but are, yeah. are they having the episodes because they don't, they don't understand it themselves. We're not teaching them what's right. going on. We're not learning ourselves what's going on. Well, so- and we're also not listening to them. And that's, that's another factor. That's huge. We're not listening to what they are saying. And there's so much value in the message, whether we can fully hear it to understand it or not, we still need to be listening. Or, or can you imagine how frustrating it is for those people to not have people understand them and they're hearing something that they truly hear, but we're saying it's mm-hmm. not there. So if it's, and they're just constantly told they're crazy. Yeah. So, so my thing is, is like, dude, especially with technology nowadays, it could be the government. It could be anything that, that, that really truly is there. And if they're hearing it and they're, they're being told that they're not hearing it for me, I know for a fact for especially like me, like that's it, that would be frustrating. I would be wanting mm-hmm. to, you know, I would act out and I would have episodes all the time because it would be so frustrating yeah. for me that it would probably get to where I'm like, I just want to explode. Like you guys yep. aren't understanding. You aren't listening to me. We aren't getting to the point of the problem. We aren't yep. learning anything about what's really going on. And, and then all of your behaviors looked at as being like erratic. And that's not the case. You're just literally not being listened to. And, and, and it's all my, frustration. Uh, you know, shout out to my uncle Scott. Uh, he's a shaman. So, uh, you know, he, he, uh, and he started out with, with comedy. He was doing like not stand up comedy, but he, he did comedy and they called him the Donald duck voice guy. <laughs> so he was talking Donald duck voice. But the funny thing is, is that he is so much like me when it comes to, uh, he talks so much and people get irritated because he talks a lot, but it's because that's how you tone out the inner voice. And, and, and that's the only way. Oh. And you know, I, I've with spirituality, uh, my mom is a true empath and my dad, I believe is, uh, these are my birth parents, uh, mm-hmm. is a true narcissist, I believe. And, and mm-hmm. I have the saddest, uh, I am the true balance of a narcissist and, and I'll admit it. I'm the narcissist and an empath, but that's, you know how frustrating that is because to feel, to also take everybody's bad energy and their good energy and stuff, mm-hmm. but then also suck from people's energy that you're not trying to suck from their energy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's frustrating because it's, it's always a game of tug of war in your brain and it's, yeah. it's like a war. Have you ever heard the song zombie? You know, the song zombie, right? By bad wolves and the, so. the, the cranberries, I think it was, you know, uh, oh, maybe, zombie, maybe. zombie. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that <laughs> song, if you listen to the lyrics, that is my brain every day. And, and you know, that's, that's, a, it's frustrating. And it took me about, I'd say 
10 years because I didn't really understand what was going on in my brain. And that's not, yeah. I don't hear voices. I don't see things, but I, I uh, get signs. I read signs in, uh-huh. in everything that I see. And that's because mm-hmm. uh, my mom and my grandma, you know. Like visuals or like your mind connects stuff. Say I'm reading and like an just, article. Like mind's eye. Yeah, like I, I'll be reading like an article or something. And all of a sudden, like, it's like a message to me. Like okay. I'll see like a certain part that's like a, 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 a for a fact, I know it it's like, that's, that's something that I, like, I've been into a thrift store and for some reason, I, I never looked at books. And for some reason I saw these two books on the shelf. I pull one of them out mm-hmm. and it's my, it's a Hicking bottom Bible, family crest Bible. And the other one was this thing called messages from God. And oh, I, wow. I have this book still, I still read it every, like every other day. Or I mean, you know, whenever I can, because I could read, I could flip to whatever page in that book. And there's, it's a message from, I swear, and that I needed that mm-hmm. for that day. And it's because yeah. it's, it's, I'm so connected when it comes to my spiritual side. Uh, it got bad for a while because I took it to a dark side for a while when I was reading tarot. It's like, I drug myself mm-hmm. to the dark side and I, yeah. I had to learn to. I'm careful with tarot too. I don't, I don't it, play with it often. I'll use it every once in a while, but it's very much like a, a ritual or something yeah. in yourself. Don't, don't use it for material gains. One thing I was using it for was material gains and to learn things mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't think that I was meant to know. And, um, yeah. I kept, and that's not the point. I kept getting the devil card on me and stuff like, mm-hmm. and that scared me because I got so cocky with it because, you know, if you talk to other people that read tarot and stuff, uh, the true, the true, um, challenge for yourself is to be able to shuffle a whole deck, ask yourself a question or something you want to know, flip a card. And then within seconds, you already know what that card means to what to you. So, yeah. and I've gone through that whole deck millions of times and I'm like, I'm on today. Like I, I know because I'm so locked in with my spiritual side, but with that, I open like I was doing like not black magic, but like, okay. So one thing I want you to research and, and, and next time we talk, if, if we ever, ever, if you ever bring me back on, I want you to look up the Eleusinian mysteries. It's a Greek okay. ritual thing back in the day they would do. It's like psychedelics. Okay. They would do like opium or something like that. And then they would get okay. lost for in their head. What is like two, three years until they learned who they were, their fears. Is it like DMT? It's like DMT, but it, it the trip lasts for like, days it's so, wow. so uh, look up ahuasca ahuasca yeah so it's like that it's like a trip like that so you're going for like 24 hours 48 hours like mescaline like mm-hmm. that but you learn your fears you learn your your wants your needs and everything about the 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 essentials of who you want to be in the future and who you need to be not just who you want to be dropping exactly. the materialistics it's all about what's the essentials and uh what you need to learn about yourself to, to be comfortable in your own skin. And that's the mm-hmm. way they saw it. They initiated these people into this, this cult, the cult of Dionysus, which is, mm-hmm. which is Greek mythology, which is something that, that I follow my entire life by is Greek mythology. I, I, I believe that everything is from Greek mythology and Roman mythology, uh, but mainly Greek mythology and that, that, cause they're so tied in with the Anunnaki and stuff. Like, I don't know if you know anything about that, but it, no. yeah, aliens and stuff like that. They, they believe, you know, Egyptians, Egyptians and Greek go hand in hand, they're hand in hand. And they were the smartest people ever to live in, in the planet. Yeah. I mean, they, they knew stuff that we didn't know. So, but, uh, for me to, to be, to learn that spiritual side of myself, I had to learn first and get knowledge of all this stuff because I'm the kind of person that you can't, talk about something or, or teach something to other people or, or 
even have any confidence of knowing what the hell you're learning unless you get down to the details and actually spend the time. Right. So I just spent three years learning like Greek mythology to a core and learning spiritualism and stuff. And uh, the thing that grasped me was the, the Lucinian mysteries. I got deep into that stuff and it, and it, I got lost for like two years and, and I went down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and it was hard to get out of because yeah. I didn't know what, like, cause I learned so much. It's like, I looked at the world differently and I, I was like, Whoa, now I have a whole different perception. Well, and it's like our materialistic world. How do you, you know, like, where's the middle ground on that? Because it's like, you look at it and you're like, this isn't real. We're in the matrix. Everything I feel we're like, doing dude. is not real. And it's all made up yep. by perception, dude. And it's like, uh, yep. I, and we're conditioned, we're conditioned to keep using words to keep us in it. Yep. So we keep using racism. We keep using sexism, all of these uh, div- bigotry. Uh-huh. We're, we're, we're taught and it, that's, that's, and we crazy, speak dude. these and because we speak it, we allow it to continue to exist. Well, yeah. That's and like it's you just like, said, it's like speaking it into existence. Exactly. Because that mm-hmm. shit's real. I don't give a shit what anybody yep. says. That is the realest thing in the world. You speak something into existence and it will become mm-hmm. a part of the world because yep. that's how things get, you know, that's how things are made. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's. So I feel like we're in a time where we're like having to learn how to decipher the difference between intuition and ego, you know, cause like ego is all in your brain, intuitions in your heart, mm-hmm. differentiating that or finding the and balance. Then, yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, what ego humbles you probably. So it's like, there's not good and bad. There's just lessons and learning and a thought is adjusting. Th- one thing I, I heard yesterday, I was listening to a random song. I don't remember what song it was, but there were like, a uh, um, uh, what is it? What are they called? The, uh, the guys from India that, that, that the gurus, he said something that just struck me and it, it, it blew my mind. And he said, you know, we need to stop thinking of a thought as bad or good. Just think of it as a thought, separate mm. yourself from your thought process and to, to stop worrying so much and stressing on about why didn't I have that thought? Or what is this thought about? You know, what, what, why, why do people say, if somebody says this, why, why is it bothering me so bad? Just think of it as a thought. Yeah. It's something that you had in yeah. your head. Either you, you you may have liked it, you may have not. You know, it may have bothered you, but just think of it as a thought. Stop thinking of it as so much that that has a weighing effect on your your day. Because that's how people ruin their days, ruin their years, ruin their lives mm-hmm. because of certain things like that. Yeah, or it's like having a dream that like someone cheated on you, and like your whole day is I know you cheated. Wake up and actually <laughs> tell your significant other, I know you were cheating on me. I, they told like me in my dreams like, this is what <laughs> it was a whole other life but you were still there it cheating on me it felt so real <laughs> I know because you were wearing the same shirt that you're wearing right now <laughs> like that's why I find like stuff like when we were talking about like the Burt Kreischer like I rewatched him because it's like I hadn't seen the new ones but oh my god dude he is somebody that I he's like my hero now because he takes life so like He's just so his jokes are like about self and like yeah. his life. It's not about like making other and people feel bad about himself. What he's anybody like, else says. He's like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, like, he real is, life, like the shit's actually happening. Like, nowadays, like, okay, so I watch Tom Segura a lot. Do you know who Tom Segura is? I've heard his name, but I haven't really watched him. Oh, watch his stand up. His older ones, you'll really if you like Burt Kreischer, you will think that Tom Segura is <laughs> is hilarious. Oh, he's hilarious. But see, now they're best friends. They, they have their podcast. Oh, with, with, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have with uh, Dr. Drew and like um, a couple other. Oh, that's so Ali funny. Shafir, I didn't know that. They all have a group called Your Mother's House. And that's their podcast. Oh, my God. Your Mom's okay, House. I'm that's what it's Your Mom's that. House. <laughs> so YMH. Look up YMH and you'll, they have them all okay, with Joe okay. Rogan. Joe Rogan's a part of it, too. 
And uh, see, they're all best friends. I didn't know all that. Like, so you know who Ari Shafir is, right? Now he's one of their friends also, Burt Kreischer. And so Burt Kreischer and him were doing their pot, getting ready to do the podcast for Burt Kreischer podcast. And Ari Shafir put Molly in his water without him thinking or without him knowing. And <laughs> Drake, yes. so he's like, he's telling everybody about this on Joe Rogan's podcast. And Tom Segura is there. And like, Tom Segura is like, dude, why would you do that? He's like, you're, he goes, you know, you're a psychopath for doing something like that. He's like, come on, man. He's like, well, you're making me do this whole non drinking week. He's like, I thought I'd have a little fun. And Bert Kreischer was like, let me have some. Kreischer was like, the next day I had to go on a flight and I had, he's like, I had a panic attack. He's like, I had to get an IV done because I didn't know how I was supposed to feel. And like, <laughs> And now Joe Rogan is like, he's like, come on, Joe, would you, Ari Shapiro's like, come on, Joe, would you have done it? And he's like, well, if you would have told me about it, yeah, I would have done it. <laughs> he's like, but if you didn't tell oh, me about it, he's like, I would have fucking pissed, pissed off. But that's so was like, oh, I'm so freaked out. He's like, he's like, I rode this, like, like, I'm on this plane ride. And he goes, I just felt like shit the whole next day. He's like, your brain just feels like it's melted when you do Molly. I don't know. He's like, oh, so I'm like, no. oh my God. Dude. Cause you know, I've been that there. I've been there. So <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> but it blew my mind that all these guys are best friends and dr drew yeah dr drew of all people is what like like, i would be afraid to be the first one to fall asleep at a party with them oh my god (laughs) if i was in that group of friends (laughs) you probably wake up with like a ball a pair of balls and like a penis like on your shoulder with like burt kreischer laughing because you know Joe Rogan was like sticking, mini his, dildos in was your sticking ears. his finger in, in his own butt and like and feeding it to Ari Shafir or something. Oh, no. <laughs> Look at the new trick that Joe learned. <laughs> I'm gonna do stand up in Las Vegas. I'm gonna start doing stand up right away. Um, and you know, my first show that I ever get on my because I'm, I'm already manifesting and I know this, so it's gonna be called yeah. Insensitive. So, um as we talked about before, sorry, I'm so, so insensitive because it's, it's going to be just me talking about everything that nobody wants to talk about in the world. Like, yeah, like COVID, like, I feel like COVID is such a a sham in a way it's, they took something, mutated it that they knew was going to be, you know, bad, but wasn't going to be to where it's been blown up to now because there's no way that there's been that many deaths. I'm sorry. Well, and the worst part about it is if you, if you study Bill Gates and, and his history of the things that he puts money into, he's been putting money into a type of vaccine like this. Yeah. And also, so in 2005, he has a leaked video talking to the CIA about a vaccination for using in Saudi Arabia, releasing a respiratory virus because then you can then come in with the vaccine and the vaccine dulls the part of your mind that has erratic behavior when God is mentioned. And that's what Bill Gates is saying in this video. trip on this. So us and that's 2005. To talk to us about, I don't know what year this is. Don't quote me on this, but, and I want to get her name. Uh, next time we talk, I'll remember the name because I'll look it up, but, and I'll, and I'll, I'll message it to you later. But the, the, okay. the chick, this is something, cause this is something I want you to look up. She is like a Miss Cleo type chick. Like she talks about, mm-hmm. and this is how, how can you tell me this, this stuff is not real spiritual spiritualism because she back in, I think like the 1990s, she guessed and, and talked about in her book, how there's going to be a big, huge thing, uh, uh, like, um, a pandemic. It's mm-hmm. going to be short lived mm-hmm. wiped out, but it's going to come back. And when it comes back is that's when they're going to be the royal end of like the, like the world as we know it is going to happen right. because it'll be so right. mutated at that point. 
but mm-hmm. everything is man-made. Mm-hmm. We man-made these things in a lab. Mm-hmm. So you can't tell me that they can't make a vaccine for it right away. Mm-hmm. How did it take us this whole time? Well, you know why? Because smoke screens, like we talked about, propaganda, mm-hmm. they wanted us to look this way while this way over here. And my belief, they took all that money and they're building rockets to leave the Mars. Mm-hmm. because I believe and that's just me. That's my point. I'm not saying that no, there's the actually truth. blueprints of something called project Venus. So that's what scares me. Okay. So look at, think about this. And I want you to think about this theory because so planet X is called, uh, you know, the planet X is, is what they call, um, that's where the Anunnaki are from. Okay. So they are, and this is a real thing, mm-hmm. supposedly by our standards of, 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 of knowledge of space, so it rotates on the outside of our galaxy. So it gets sucked in every so many million years or so like a hundred million years, whatever, whenever the dinosaurs supposedly, mm-hmm. when it sucks, gets sucked in though, it pinballs through our galaxy okay. because it's being, it doesn't have a gravitational pull being pulled in. It's being pulled by the sun. Okay. So it pinballs through and hits all of our planets. And they think that that's what caused a lot of planets to lose life and a lot of, uh, of, of planets to lose their atmosphere. And cause all these, cause it's okay. So like Saturn, you know how it has a ring around it. Mm-hmm. This thing has two rings on the corners. Oh, so like an it has atom. like a shield, like an atom mm-hmm. and it's like a shield. So you know how they talk about the big bang. Mm-hmm. This, this actually describes the big bang. Oh, interesting. So it hit all of these planets mm-hmm took life forms and organisms from all those planets because it collided with it. And then it got hit or it hit us and we absorbed the impact. Okay. And that's where I believe the grand Canyon or, or something that I think that's where the grand Canyon, like hit by the freaking, the asteroid belts Uh on that, on that planet, Mm -hmm. because listen to this, this is the trippy part. And this is from people from NASA that, that are, that are talking about stuff like this. So it, when it pinballed, and it launched all, and it hit us, the, those, those, the, you know, the, the asteroids. Think about that. That's the big bang theory right there. Mm-hmm. All the organisms got launched onto a planet and started life form here. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, but they believe that the Anunnaki are, are a higher, uh, if you read about like the, the, the stuff like this, this, that was the first text was the, the, the written by the Anunnaki and stuff. Okay. They believe that they created us by taking, and this is just a belief system. I'm not saying this is right. right. I'm just saying this theory. is what mm-hmm. they, you know, yeah, theory that they uh, that they came here. Um, we're looking for something. They created a slave race, which is us. Mm-hmm. But and this is stuff in, in the history books that would make sense because it's kind of proven throughout their, the Texas stuff. Mm-hmm. So one of them fell in love with one of the creations. So they took basically what I took from it. And I read all these books and, um, you know, chariots of the gods and stuff like that. I took from it that they took the fastest, strongest, the smartest, all these different types of animals and took their genomes and split them into our DNA with them, their own DNA and created, which, okay. So they had, we had cavemen sort of like a hybrid then. and made, and that proves it right there. Cause think about it. We had cavemen and then we had homo sapiens, yeah, which are the higher, you know, the race they were, they were, and that's what they were mm-hmm. is they made from, from homo erectus, they made homo sapiens from their own DNA and animals DNA that they split into that. And that would go back to the, the hieroglyphs. Yeah. If you look at the Egyptians and stuff, talking about how they were taking animals and how they wore animal helmets and stuff, certain animal helmets, uh, it, it makes sense. And it's crazy because with all of the, the big bang stuff is I believe that they landed here intentionally did that, got whatever they needed from this planet and took off. Now, what, what you're, this is the thing that brought me to this from the Venus, Project Venus, was, okay, so 
Mercury and Venus have proven with their, with their, uh, with what's on their planet. The reason they're not sustainable is because how close they are to the sun. Oh, okay. See, the earth is in the perfect pattern mm-hmm. of the sun, right? Or perfect spot of the sun mm-hmm. of its, of its pool. So if we were closer, we would, all of our stuff would melt mm-hmm. like Mercury and Venus. Uh, if we were farther away, everything would freeze and, and, and would go in underneath the soil like Mars. Mm-hmm. So think about it this way. What if we're all just in line to be sucked in? Because uh, let me backtrack for a second. Last part of that. That 10th planet goes all the way through and it got sucked back into the, the it got sucked into the sun. And now it's being shown on the opposite side of the, the galaxy again. So it's almost like the so sun's what? our wormhole or what? So is the sun a black hole right. and is the, whatever their thing is around them, is that protecting them enough? Cause if you, if you know anything about the sun, the sun is, is just like earth. It's like 80% water or hydrogen. Yeah. So it's just got a little tiny, uh, um, shield of fire around it. Yeah. So to speak. Uh-huh. And once you get through that, well, who knows what the hell it is? Cause it, it's, right. it literally is a black hole because when it exploded, it's sucking you know space through it. Yeah. So what if it's just the opposite end of the, the galaxy and it's just shipping that thing back out there. Yeah. So it's just a portal. What if it's just a portal to another universe? Right. Or what Which if it's just like or a galaxy? Any, she trips me honestly, out, with the shit that's going on, really anything is possible because, like, we're you know, like, what the fuck is all of this anyway? Honestly, yeah. We've been and if we're being sucked. Well, and I feel like religion pulled us away from our spirituality, and now we're coming into okay. Well, that was all distorted, but inside, I know more answers than I'm being fed. If that makes sense. Exactly. I agree. I agree with you 100%. And that's when people need to learn to have their own code of ethics and their own, their own, mm-hmm. uh, you know, belief system. So who knows, like you said, who knows what, what's going on right, what, because, or what, what's true. Right. Because like, yeah, you know, NASA can give us information, but really at the same time, it's a narrative. So feed your brain with your own knowledge and feed, read as much as you can, learn mm-hmm. as much as you can, and then decide for yourself. Yes. That's the if most can, important if you can thing. Learn, mm-hmm. If you can learn and then decide for yourself, then you, you have nobody to blame, but yourself when it comes to the end, because you made up your own belief system. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're wrong. It's just like, okay, cool. Here's another stepping stone. Where can I take that even more from mm-hmm. here? You'll never catch me telling somebody that their belief system, their religion or anything is wrong. Right. Because I am, uh, you know, I am a monotheist, which is, I believe in a higher power, mm-hmm. but I believe that everybody's religion should be their own, but yeah. they should just know that we, there is something out there that be created us. Yeah. We weren't just created by accident yeah. or coincidence. Now it, maybe we were, but, but what I'm saying is, is that everybody should learn and then uh, or decide for themselves what their belief is because mm-hmm. nobody should be told that they're wrong because none of us know there's nobody here on earth that I know of. I mean, that anybody knows of, because that person would definitely probably well, and be there's no crucified school again. <laughs> that's going to teach you the truth because there again, that's someone who's basically paved the way for another narrative of their own or paid them to teach what they want them to teach. Exactly. Exactly. Propaganda. So it's like sitting here saying that someone's wrong for something they inherently know in their soul is accurate for them. It's just that's, that's something. I mean, how can you, how can you, have somebody tell you you're wrong when you know in your heart that you're right. Mm-hmm. That's when you tell somebody cool, agree to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm honestly, sometimes we just need to get to a spot where it's like, cool. You're right. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're right. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. I mean, and if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, whatever, I mean, yeah. cool. I mean, that's, that's, but I will have only me to be mad at because yeah. I'm the only one that, that came up with what I thought. Now these people that are, that I call sheeple, 
which are the people that, that are the, the, you know, in my opinion, the 70, 80% of the world that just believe something because they heard it. Yeah. Or because that person likes it. Oh, that person likes blue. So I'm going to, I like blue too. Well, and it's also the people who think that like everything is, is going to be rainbows and sunshine because they're like, no, if you do this, it's rainbows and sunshine. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. There's always an underlying message. You always have to do your research. Where's the unicorns and leprechauns and stuff. And Hey, if there was unicorns and leprechauns, please show me them. Cause I (laughs) think those would be cool as fuck to see. (laughs) But do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's it's, it's so, it's so, it makes me laugh because nothing is going to be perfect in the world. Everything's going to have problems. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to have their own issues and stuff. And that's where our belief system is built in ourselves. And like you were talking about that, that when you know, you just know because yeah. it's in your soul. Yeah. You feel that for a certain reason. There's something happening in your past or there's something that you've seen or you, you have a strong belief in that's created that. And, you know, I'm sorry, but if, if somebody you can't think for themselves, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. If you're somebody that just literally has a, a drone mind that's programmed. Yeah. It's like, if you're just regurgitating what I've heard from all the other Karens, it's the same. Exactly. Chad's and Karens. Like you're talking about, I love that (laughs) because I actually tell people like, Oh, stop being so Chad, man. You're being so Chad. And I never heard that from you. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts. I don't want to hear what the TV told you to say, you know? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's like, it's like, that's what I feel like with like, uh, you know, with like presidents and stuff, like you were talking about, like we give so much power to somebody that's Mm -hmm. literally reading off of a Yeah. In front of them, it's like they wrote somebody wrote that for them. That's not what they meant to say. Yeah. They're yeah. just good at talking. And then they're figures a head figure that's that's up there to say somebody else's speech. Yeah. Now I want to know the guy that wrote the speech. Yeah. Let me talk to that guy yeah. or, or that woman. You know what I mean? Let, let me well, probably a woman. Who's the guy holding the marionette? <laughs> women can't rule America and they can't be the president, except for a woman wrote my speech for me. No, nobody wants because to know that. Because the woman's but, not going to let you get away with corrupt shit. <laughs> but you know what I mean? And, and that's what, hey, one thing I will say I respect Biden in this sense is he, he first thing he did was that he hired those two women uh, were they generals and it made them like higher ups now because you know what the first thing he said? They were qualified for the job. Yeah, it should not always be about qualified. Wasn't because she's a woman mm-hmm. and I'm trying to make a statement, which it probably might have been, but they were qualified. So if they were qualified, then why would they not get the job? I'm, I've right. never been a part of a company to where they, I'm told, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to get this job because you're a man. Right now, if I was a part of that company, I would quit. Right. And that's, and that's, well, and that's the where the reality because- of it needs to come in is people need to stand up for, if you're continuing to work at a company that, you know, is doing these things that are shady and corrupt, you're a part of the problem. If you're not standing up to it, your you're still, yeah, exactly. You're being quiet and you're allowing it to continue to happen. So you're not living your truth. Exactly. So you're living a lie every day. And I think about it, we spend so much time with, what is it? Three quarters of our life or something like that at work or something something like that. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't want to spend my life living a lie like that. And I, I refuse to, to taint our growth. And, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, and it makes people who are elitists or people who are CEOs or people who own companies think it's okay to continue that behavior, you know, like it works the same as like with relationships. If I don't tell someone, I don't like something, how are they going to know I don't like it? It will continue. Yep. They'll take it into the next relationship because no one's telling them no. It, and you're accepting it. And, and that's, that comes with, with that, that could be, you know, that could be used in everyday life for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationships, jobs, uh, just 
how we go about anything, interactions with anything, because if somebody doesn't know that they're doing something wrong or saying something wrong or, you know, that how it makes you feel, then, um, like you said, they're going to continuously think that that's the the right thing to do. Judging people. And we jump to like degrading them or just talking behind their back rather than correcting it in the moment. And oh my God, dude, that's, that's a number one thing I think is the problem is, is people nowadays, they, uh, with, with, um, rumors mm-hmm. or something that they don't know about and they're, or they're ignorant to, and then they, they say we're put out there and speak into existence. That's not real. Mm-hmm. That's when we're creating a problem because think about it. We're how much is said behind people's backs, yeah. uh, or that, that doesn't even get spoken to, to that person. And how much gets repeated no, without even asking questions, you know, like, why did they do or that? Understanding exactly. Why is that happening? Or why is this person like that? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That, that could be as simple as, as when we we're talking about earlier about high school and stuff, how, how you're judged so much. And that's where everybody gets their, 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 um, how their fears and stuff like that. It's because think about it. I mean, is that you could be that person that that's like, Oh, that girl stinks or that girl or that guy stinks or that, that person, you know, they dress trashy or something, mm-hmm. but why Yeah. did you take the time to ask that person? Not, not, not to blatantly ask him like, Oh, say, Hey, why you, stink, you, stink? Or, or you, yeah. you wire your clothes like that. It's like, get to know that person and you'll learn probably pretty damn quick why that's going on. Yeah. They probably have a shitty home life. They, they probably, you know, they, they don't have what you have. So does that make them less of a person? Because that's bullshit. Yeah. Cause it's because like, I've if hygiene's it. not their number one priority, it's probably because they have so many other things that are just chaotic and taking up their time. Finding what they're going to eat tonight or mm-hmm. where they're going to sleep tonight or, or, or why they're, you know, they're getting beat on by a parent or something like that. Who knows? You don't, you don't know that person. And if you don't know that person, don't comment on them. And if yeah. you do know that person, then, then, talk to him as a friend mm-hmm. and, and help them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how, how we as people need to grow as a society and understand that people can't, people do need help out there. Yeah. And, and we're taught from day one, not to ask for a helping hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, 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 it shouldn't be that way. People should be able to be comfortable in their own lives and skin and to be able to ask for, you know, Hey, I need help. Yeah. I feel like we're especially seeing it in like the men and women dynamic of like the extreme feminists. And then the men who are like, you know, way aggressive or have all these masks on and like, don't know how to communicate, you know, and then you have women who are so aggressive to them and just not understanding the background and the trauma that's created where each person is, you know? And that's, 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 you know, that's huge right there. And, um, that's sad because, you know, it shouldn't be men are from Mars and women are from Venus. It should be that we're all from planet earth mm-hmm. and that, you know, we, we as a whole need to, especially men and women need to start to understand each other and accept each other. Mm-hmm. Acceptance is the biggest thing because, uh, women are, are just as bad as men in not accepting, you know, certain things. Yeah. Uh, 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 and that makes people change. I mean, think about people that are married for like my parents have been married for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Think about how much their perceptions on each other and how much their comments about each other and stuff yeah. impact each other's lives. I mean, it, it's tremendous. Yeah. It, it would. So that, that, that's a scary thought when it comes to life in relationships is, a, uh, you know, there's people out there that, and that goes back to, I think my biggest thing on this, on our whole conversation this time is people not being able to accept who they are Mm -hmm. and being able to not be themselves. Yeah. Like, like I didn't know when it comes to sexuality. So I didn't know that I was into certain things or like, uh, 
being kinky in, in mm-hmm. certain ways. And, and because I was afraid to express that in past relationships yeah. and think about that. That's me not being able to be myself in, in a very big part of a relationship yeah. in an intimate way. So it's like, no, I, I, I was, I could see where people draw the line. Like, I'm not into like, like, you know, chain getting chained up. I mean, who, who, if people are into that, cool, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's your thing. But, uh, for me to not even express or, or to venture out or to think you have to that, hide it. Yeah. To hide that. I mean, it's, it's like you're hiding a part of yourself mm-hmm. and that's a big part of yourself in a relationship is intimacy. Yeah. It, it, nobody can lie to you and tell you that if somebody's not a physically attracted or sexually attracted to their partner, that it's not a big part of that. I mean, a big, a big judging on their relationship and you know, keeping somebody with somebody because they can settle, but are they fulfilled? Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause if you're not fulfilled in a relationship, you're basically wasting your time and yeah. that person's time. Well, and so, we kind of need to change how we look at relationships too. Cause some people think that a relationship is exactly what they're looking for. But in reality, some people work well as parents together but their sex drive isn't there for one another. And like, it's like, rather than being married together and cheating on each other and not telling each other, why are you not having the open communication of like, Hey, these are my sexual desires and my needs. We work great on the home front, but how would this work outside of that? Or, you know, like there's so many negotiations that can can be happening. Can we find a way to find that balance and be able to make this work as that? Because, you know, that's perfect. It doesn't take away from your relationship. It doesn't. And that actually makes it stronger because then that person may be somebody that you love, but you just don't have that spark anymore. Mm-hmm. And that person you, they, they, you, that you may want or need in your life still to be, to be fully fulfilled as a person. Cause it could be emotionally that they fulfill you perfectly, yeah. but just sexually they don't. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, uh, I believe that uh, you're, you're right. If, if, if somebody could find that, that way to stay together for those right reasons and not resent each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and find a way to, to, uh, agree upon, you know, finding a way to stay in each other's lives, maybe as best friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that, that is a huge thing because that, that would save a lot of people's relationships. And I think that would save a lot of people, uh, from feeling alone in this world. Yeah. Cause there's there's so many people people who are like, there's people who are in relationships who are so lonely people who are single, who are so lonely. Like, it's exactly. not just a matter of like, you know, how your relationship status is. Sides. It's, it's like self-love. Where's your love at for yourself? And are you keeping things around you that are good for that and letting go of what's not? You just hit the nail. I'm going to right there, right on the head. I mean, it's like, if somebody doesn't love themselves and I learned this the hard way, um, I was in a seven year relationship with somebody that you know, I truly loved as a person and was my best friend. And still to this day, I, I still have love for this person, but, um, our sexual connection wasn't there mm-hmm. for a while, for a long time, actually. Um, and you know, we just, there was just a disconnect there and rather than, uh, find a way to stay friends and just end it on a good way. We both, you know, took it in the wrong way. And, um, she cheated, I cheated. And then it, you know, yeah. it ended from there yeah. and we don't talk anymore because and that fucking you know, sucks. Cause it's like, there's a connection there that it didn't need a quarter of my life. Yeah. You know it's I mean? like, and that didn't need to be sabotaged where communication could have, it should have been simply as, you know, Hey, we both need to come to an agreement. Cause we both do obviously see the same, same, we're on the same side of it is that we both, 
it's not just one of us that lost interest. It's both of us that lost interest. Let's, you know, agree to stay friends yeah, um, and stay in each other's lives. And, um, you know, we can, if anything ever, because who knows, maybe some 10 years down the road, there wasn't a spark again. How do you know that? Yeah. But you don't. And that's the thing is like to, for me to lose my best friend and uh, my girlfriend in the same day mm-hmm. was, was rough for me. And it sent me on a spiraling down path of dating people that, we're not fulfilling at all or not helping or me grow. And that's when I came to the terms of I need to stop reset and learn to love myself Yeah. because I never learned to love myself. I started dating her at 17 and I uh, didn't stop dating her till 24. It's like you depend and on that person. That's, that's your love. It's like codependency, you know? man. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, that's not how any relationship should work. If you don't love yourself, then you're not going to help that other person grow because you can't help yourself grow. Right. And if you can't help yourself grow, and you can't help that other person grow. You're basically screwed, man. Yeah, you're just going to be sitting energy. and spinning your wheels. Yep. And I, you know, that's that's where people need to realize, like you said, self love is huge in this world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's for me that that struck a chord with me. That's why, because <laughs> that I had to learn how to love myself, and I didn't understand how hard that is to learn to love yourself. It's almost I didn't know like it's was. like the first thing we're taught to do the opposite of. Find a, find a partner, find a partner because they'll help yeah. you find your, your and it's like, nope, no, no, no. That's, it needs to be backwards. Like yep. find your, what your own interests are. Because when, when I got out of that seven year relationship, the struggle for me was to find my own interests, mm-hmm. who I was as a person. What did I like to do? What mm-hmm. do, where did I like to eat? And then you're where attracting like- people. Like when you don't know those things about yourself, you're attracting people who don't know that about themselves. Exactly. And so you guys are like, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> well, like you guys are both two people who are nothing, you know, like, and that's why, you know, I, I, I cherish uh, this right here because it's like finding somebody and, and finding other friends and from, from podcasts and stuff. My brother is huge in the podcast. I mean, he has his own podcast. I'll, I'll send you the link. Yeah. You'll love my brother's podcast. What is it? Okay, so that way you can tell people who are listening to. Okay, hold on. Let me find the name of it. Exactly. Yeah, the podcast community has been amazing because everyone is just like excited to hear each other. But the nice thing about like when you, because you have to hear yourself when you're editing your podcast. So it's like you can't oh, yeah. have ego. You kind of have to drop that a little bit. Otherwise, you're just going to mm-hmm. like have panic attack and be on the floor like crying. So yeah, you can listen okay, to um, other people and not be stuck to what they're saying. Oh, agreed. 100%. And that's the problem is, uh, you know, with, or that's the thing that I love about the community of podcasters and stuff is that people are now expressing themselves in a different way and, and learning to, to adapt Mm -hmm. to the whole situation of what's going on right now with, especially with the pandemic and stuff being stuck in our houses Mm -hmm. and stuff, you're able to still have this interaction with people and, and have an impact on people's lives. And that's, that's huge, man. I mean, that's super huge. You know what? I, I think it is just called, it's some, I think it's something like uh, just buddy. Okay. <laughs> Cause he, that's his, that's his name is just buddy. Uh, and he goes on, he does stand up. He, he's actually phenomenal. Nice. And he's something that you would, I think enjoy because he's so in touch with himself and, and loves himself so much that he is not afraid to say those things that people like, okay. So like when I seen his first stand up, like he thought that it was going to blow my mind. Like, Okay, so he says he takes it like like me with the the schizophrenic people thinking I have schizophrenia and not like me making a joke out of it. Like so, I he makes a joke out of people thinking he's gay. So he's not gay. Right. But he 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 
will make everybody think that just because like fuck it who cares yeah. i mean if you think i'm gay who cares like so his his like one of his first jokes he goes i uh i'm really bad at things and or something that i don't know the exact joke but i'm gonna say what basically what it was so he goes you know i'm not really that good at things and he goes so as i'm in the middle of sucking my first dick i start choking on it and he goes and i thought to myself am I really gay or am I just really bad at this? Like I am at everything else in life. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I started buzzing up laughing. And I thought that was one of his funniest jokes because it, I know my brother's not gay. Yeah. And I know he probably didn't suck a dick. Right. If he did, whatever. But I mean, that, that's cool. Whatever. I mean, if that's his thing, that's yeah. his thing. But, but what I'm saying is, is that, that, that for him to have that, uh, not, that 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 no care in the world yeah. whatever you think about me who cares what this audience thinks about me um it's just funny yeah because people think that about him like yeah like like i wrote okay so like he was like uh making a joke about me and like uh just just bagging on me one day so i wrote a song as the face and uh I put it on, I recorded it cause it's going on one of my podcasts yeah. and it's called buddy's a gay porn fluffer. Oh. And he goes, buddy's a gay porn fluffer. <laughs> like, so I told everybody this big old story about how my brother's profession is actually, and I made this up. It's not real, yeah. <laughs> but I made, I told a bunch of people that uh, my brother was actually getting a sex change and that, you know, that he is a gay porn fluffer. And then he, he just wanted to be himself. Yeah. And then, you know, Hey, whatever power to him. And it, it, it turned out like a lot of people got really upset because my brother's really not getting his exchange, yeah. but, but I mean, just the way that he reacted. Cause we, if, if you knew our relationship, he it's thought always it was funny, been like, right? yeah, yeah. Like on like a, like for everybody to see on my Venmo, he had to send me money one time. Cause I got stranded in Sacramento because mm-hmm. I didn't have any money to get home. I went to the casino like an idiot and he, uh, he sent me it, but he goes under one condition that you make it public on what I send it for. So he's like, he said, and this is where it came from. He sent me the money, the $20. And he goes to help with your sex change operation as the comment on the video, so why he sent it. <laughs> I was like, you fucker. <laughs> but you know, it's just our relationship that way is he's got long hair. He paints his nails. He's been in, people call him Gothic or emo and stuff like that. But that's, it's just that's his essence. Brother, that's, those are my people. Yeah. I don't care. That's who, who I've always yeah. been friends with anyways. Uh, the outsiders. Uh, I consider myself an outsider. I've always been an outsider. And it's people... like, since when does expression make you an outsider? Like, I'm sorry that the world is full of people who are like exactly the same. Like you go to LA oh, and all the girls look the same. Like... He's gay. <laughs> and it's like, dude, come on, dude. Yeah. Come on. I know my brother. And even if he was gay, I mean, I wouldn't care and have no care in the world. Right. And that's that's just because I love my brother and my brother's my brother, no matter what, if my brother came out and told me, Hey, I was gay. That, that would be like, cool, whatever. Yeah. Hey, that's cool. Where, who's your boyfriend? Yeah. Like, when you, when you meet your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Like I, it would just be the same. Like, I'm not like that wouldn't piss me off or change how I feel. Like, he would still be buddy, my brother. And his yeah. name is buddy. His name is really buddy. Oh, is it? That's funny. Yeah, it's buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to buddy Welcher. <laughs> yeah. My sister, when she came out to the family, she actually did it in a very roundabout way and did it on um, April fools and sent everyone a message saying that she's a lesbian, but it was April fools. So yeah. half the family was like, ha, she's just joking. And I'm like, she's just testing the waters actually. <laughs> Well, I had my, I had my biological mom thinking, cause, okay. So this starts off as, as back in the day, I mean, back in the day. So he got a hernia by getting kicked in the balls by my, my sister. Oh, when we were like, I think he was, not, he's not, he's three years older than me. So he was nine. I was six. 
well, as we grew up, I told everybody this big, huge story. Cause I didn't know, but this, this, mind you, this is a little kid not knowing what hernia surgery is. Yeah. So I, I told everybody that my brother lost one of his testicles back in being kicked by my sister in the balls. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> so we grew up and he had the same group of friends as I did. And, um, I told everybody that, so everybody thought that he had one ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just started telling everybody this time. It's not really a sex change yet. He's still in between, you know, he's on the fence for it, but he removed that second ball just so, you know, that just in case. <laughs> and so he got so <laughs> upset with me because not because I said it, but because I told my, my biological, our mom, yeah. our, our, you know, our, that we have the same mom. And I told her that he's getting a sex change and she got so upset because she's like, why are you making fun of him? And I'm like, I'm not making fun of him. I'm just telling you that he wanted to let you know that he, you know, it's going down. And he got so upset because he's like, dude, mom really called me and asked me like, did, am I really getting a sex change? And I'm like, well, you know, I would have just told her. Yeah. <laughs> what's it to you like, but my mom was so upset because she's like you really made me think that he's getting she's oh like if you God. made fun of him for that and and because i don't know if, i don't know if they thought he was gay or something i'm like why would you think my brother's gay my brother's not gay my brother is just very awkward and he's just he i know that the fact that he's straight because he, the women that he's talked to about me and he's had a girlfriend for forever it's just he is a very very uh awkward person and not only that, he, the way that he's a, uh, okay. Like I would imagine my brother being the one getting dominated in a relationship. <laughs> like he, and he talks about it in his standup. Like he, he's like, my girlfriend used to beat me up. And so like, I think he just, yeah, he enjoys that kind of yeah. stuff. And it, you know, he, he's there always been the, the, and up until the last few years, I'd say when uh, his grandma died, I'd say that he was, very very different he was very sensitive um he just you know a lot of things cut him deeply yeah which is we're both we've both been that way our whole life i i hit it a little bit better than him um but that's because the household i've grown up in see he grew up by himself and his grandma we, we were both taken away from our parents mm -hmm. um i grew up in my household with my aunt and uncle's household with three they have three boys oh. and they're all 20 years older than me oh damn which are my brothers too yeah but they think about it. I yeah. don't know. I'm in a house full, full of guys. Yeah. And he was in by himself with his, his grandma and his grandpa. And he just had to learn things differently than I did. I had to be like, you know, a, so you get a picked guy. on, yeah. <laughs> oh, cause I got picked on. I mean, they tell a funny joke about, they're like, yeah, we remember when you're in diapers and we would throw the Nerf football at your nuts all the time. And like, you just laugh and like running, running the football back. Like, <laughs> it's like, come on now you can't be weak in this household right. and like they're all loud so i'm like everybody's always like alex you're so loud you talk so loud and it's like because i'm always fighting to talk above anybody else now right. everybody else is <laughs> like i'm like dang dude like i i can't imagine like anybody else having to be raised in this household like me like i love my family to death and it's but it's it, it just makes me laugh because we're so me and my brother are so opposite but so the same yeah like inside we're the same person but on the outside we're different like how you I show mean, the world looks, who you are and looks wise too but yeah but how we are speak to the world and stuff is different like he's uh more like i said like like emo-ish gothic mm -hmm. style dressing i'm saying and i'd say more i'm like more like uh you know like dress up like wear like a a suit and tie kind of yeah. guy or 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 sports clothing yeah like and but, was that like but when it comes casual? to yeah, casual. There you go. 
and it, when it comes to, but when it comes to certain things like that mean something, like when we're talking about passionate wise and stuff, sports, he's, he's bigger into sports than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he, people would never think that unless they got to know my brother, but he's a fucking avid bills fan. He's big in the UFC, any sport you can think of. I mean, he still does watch wrestling, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the old school wrestling. And he still will, he will, he will fight somebody that if they tell them that the wrestling is fake or their wrestling is oh, not, funny. you know, it's not a sport. Right. <laughs> so it's like, but, I'm sure it's but, not as fake know, now as it used to be. So, Oh man, I know, but still, I don't know. It's still pretty fake. <laughs> <laughs> but think about how hard it is to lift people. I mean, that's yeah. still, what they're doing is hard shit. So, but what I'm saying is, is that unless you got to know either of us or anybody, you're going like to judge wrestling's somebody. kind of like the, the Harlem Globetrotter trotters. Uh, glar- Globetrotters of UFC and like, of like yeah. real fighting. <laughs> No, but, but they, the, my point of that was in, and this goes out to anybody is like, if, if you don't, if you judge somebody by a, a book by its cover, um, you're, you're really missing out because you're not getting to know people, yeah. quality people, people that you might end up having a future relationship with or a friendship with, or, or, uh, just somebody that you become a fan of in a podcast or something yeah. because you, you looked at their picture and you said, Oh, well, that person's not, they don't have anything in common with me. Look what they look like. Right. Those people probably have a lot more in common with you than you think. Probably more in common with you than the people who you choose to have as your friends, honestly. Exactly. Do you want to add anything else or? No, just shout out to uh, Just Press Foreplay. Be on the lookout for uh, Icarus, I-C-A-R-U-S. And that stands for In Chaos, All Reasons Ultimately Succumb. So that's like, uh, my podcast is literally just about anything just because. So every podcast we're going to talk about, and I'm actually going to ask you right now, I want to do my first episode and I wanted you to be the first guest. Oh yeah. That would be dope. I would love to. So come on there and uh, be ready to laugh because it's going to be, it's for, for, you know, anybody that wants to hear just laugh and uh, share, it's going to, we're going to share stories about funny shit. That's fucked up shit. That's been happening in life. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Just the shit show that we, it's the shit show that we call life. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The only way we're going to get out of it alive is by laughing. So exactly. And, and just uh, enjoying, are are in finding a a fun hobby like podcasts and creating podcasts i mean dude i would die in this world if i had to lock myself into a house and literally couldn't have any communication with the world right because i crave you know um intellectual conversations like Mm -hmm. this and that's why I, i truly appreciate you having me on today because i uh i got a lot out of it and you know i learned a lot more about you and i'm sure you learned a lot more about me yeah and i I appreciate that. Cause that's the kind of, the kind of thing that that's, you know, the matter in life, mm-hmm. these kind of, con- you know, connections and, and conversations and that's stuff that, that anybody can connect with. Yep. So, yep. We all have thoughts. We all have perspectives and something yep. beautiful so about much. sharing it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, so we will keep in touch. And I, and I look forward. Yeah, I know. Keep in touch. So I, I look forward to uh, having you on as my first guest and awesome. I, I look forward to having, you know, a future uh, podcast relationship. Yep. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have an awesome week. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Go follow my friend Alex. He's on Instagram. Icarus Podcast is where you're going to be able to find him at. Show us some love. Let us know if you like the show. 
And as always, please keep in mind the point of these episodes are to promote conversation, to promote ideas, to get people talking about things that we don't usually talk about. So if you have any ideas or anything that you think should be brought up or should have awareness brought into, feel free to write into us. Uh, You can do that through Reddit if you want to be anonymous. We also have Anchor now, so you can leave us a voicemail on there if you'd like. Talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.